Welcome to CEF Insights, your source for closed-end fund information and education brought to you by the Closed-End Fund Association. Today we are joined by Christian Hoffman, Managing Director and Portfolio Manager of Thornburg Income Builder Opportunities Trust, ticker TBLD. Christian, we are happy to have you with us today. Happy to be here. Christian, TBLD is a strategy that is somewhat unique in the closed-end fund space. The fund allocates between global equities and fixed income to support an income stream as well as total return for investors. Can you discuss the investment strategy for the fund and how the components of this strategy complement each other? Sure. We really set out to create a differentiated product for investors that wanted high current income as well as participation in global growth over time. It's common to see income strategies taking outsized risks in fixed income or hunting among a really small pool of what tends to be mature cyclical equities to achieve a high dividend. We realized that we could potentially achieve a high paying income solution using a more diverse set of tools. Broadly for the strategy, we're using three levers, global dividend paying equities, diversified fixed income, and an options overlay. The options overlay involves selling calls on positions we own. It really target prices that we believe are through fair value. So prices where we would want to sell anyway. So you kind of win both ways. If you've realized your price target or your investment's been a success, and if you don't, you're going to get that additional option premium. When we're looking to build or or grow positions, we also will occasionally use puts using a, a similar rationale. Many of our competitors use leverage. Uh, You tend to see this at the absolute top of the market when people stretch for income and often do things that they don't want to do and probably shouldn't do. Anyone that was levered at the beginning of 2022 has probably found themselves in a pretty tough spot today, given uh, how asset values have trended and deteriorated. We invested this fund in 2021 without leverage, and to date, we have not used leverage. We've also earned our distribution and have not had to rely on the return of capital like many of our other competitors. Just another thing to touch on with the option overlay, you know, it not only supports our distribution, but it allows us to invest in sectors, industries, and factors that are less common in income portfolios. So consider growth companies. Generally, there's times when growth companies are in favor, there's companies when value companies are in favor. Certainly, there's many other factors, but by looking through a more diverse group of companies and using the options overlay to generate income in case their distributions are lower than what you might expect in a dividend fund. We can create income with a a more diverse set of factors and industries, which in the end should dampen volatility for investors. As a multi-asset strategy, you have a broad range of opportunities in the TBLD investment universe. What is your process to evaluate this broad investment universe to develop a workable set of potential investments? So I've been at Thornburg for over a decade, and I can tell you it is an incredibly entrepreneurial and collaborative place. This portfolio benefits from our deep bench of investment analysts, investment research, and our long history of income investing, which is really where Thornburg started over 40 years ago. There's no shortage of compelling ideas. Along with my fellow PMs, we have the privilege of selecting the ideas that make the most sense for this portfolio mandate. Also, as it relates to income, growth and ballast are also certainly considerations. You know, another thing given the option overlay is looking at the implied volatility of the options, which is another way of saying, you know, how rich or cheap those options are, because that's another consideration as we construct the portfolio. How do you then make specific security selections and allocate those positions as you build your portfolio? We're really long-term investors at heart. This isn't a trading strategy. 
but the portfolio isn't static. I don't want to give you that idea. Uh, I like to say that we invest for the long term, but trade on relative value. So if the risk profile opportunity set or relative value has changed, we're happy to, to trade in and out of a name. What are the key factors or events that would lead you to sell a particular portfolio security or significantly change your portfolio allocation? So reaching a price target is certainly one consideration. You know, if the risk factor has changed, you know, that's something that we would reevaluate and, you know, look to, to add or subtract a position. Uh, yield with balance is also something that, you know, we've always had to keep in mind. Given higher yields and dividends, we've actually reduced the option overlay in the current market environment. Another great thing about this portfolio is that we don't have to manage to daily inflows and outflows. That allows us to run cash aggressively. And the option overlay gives us tools that are really unavailable to many other money managers. We're really lucky to manage this structure, and we work very hard to pass along all of its benefits to shareholders. TBLD launched in July 2021, and you have already managed through a period of significant volatility. How did the portfolio adjust as you were going this period? So I spoke earlier about our exposure to a broader set of factors compared to you know, many of our competitors. We've certainly seen that play out with stretches of time and even from a day-to-day basis where maybe the growth names are, are lagging and the, the value names are performing very strongly and, and vice versa. You know, if we knew what was going to be in vogue every single day, we could just, you know, risk on to, you know, whatever factor that was going to be. But frankly, that's impossible. So having ballast and diversity then becomes the best feasible option. You know, when we invested the fixed income portfolio in 2021, both interest rates and credit spreads were at historical lows. We had to lean heavily on our credit chops to focus on credit stories, event-driven names, and really a high exposure to floating rate product. Over the past year, we've seen core rates rise from ostensibly zero to over 4%, which is an unprecedented historical move. Our credit spreads have also widened significantly. And even though they sit at near average levels, they've moved a ton. So in totality, we have a very different menu for fixed income options compared to when we funded the portfolio. This has allowed us to actually make pretty significant changes. It's allowed us to increase the quality of the portfolio, so take less credit risk, and at the same time, add duration, so locking in yield for longer periods of time. I have to say, we, I think we've maneuvered a very challenging market extremely well, um, and our fixed income portfolio has outperformed both high-quality fixed income indices, like the U.S. Ag, but it's also outperformed low-quality fixed income indices, like the U.S. high-yield market, um, and we're extremely proud of that. Christian, the Federal Reserve has been aggressively raising interest rates, inflation has been high, and economic growth has slowed. We also have significant geopolitical tensions that have added to volatility. Where do you see the investment markets currently, and what is your outlook for the rest of 2022 and into 2023? Our base case is that things remain volatile. Valuations matter again. You could argue that they really didn't in 2021, when there was a lot of excess in the system tons of liquidity and and just speculation was rampant. Investors are trying to value investments using a discount rate. And that discount rate is heavily determined on what inflation is. So is it going to be at 7%? Is it going to be at 5%? Is it going to be at 3%? And for how long and what level? It's something that we're not going to solve with any economic data point, but it also means that there's incredible scrutiny on every single economic data point as they're trying to get to a closer answer. So that's why volatility is likely to continue. The good news is, is that 
that's a great environment for active managers. We can take advantage of that volatility because mispriced assets are more likely to, to stand out. But it's also a great environment for fixed income international equity, which appear very cheap by really any historic measure. How is the TBLD portfolio currently positioned, and where are you seeing the best opportunities in this market? So any seasoned income investor knows that you need to search around the world if you're interested in dividends and income. U.S. companies are among the lowest dividend payers in the world, and that's for a variety of historical and tax reasons. While U.S. equity valuations sit near average levels, in many global markets, they are significantly depressed. So remember, you want to deploy capital when valuations are low. Uh, Generally, that's hard to do. People are scared. And when people are scared, that's where opportunities are abundant. This is really a great time to refresh and reset global exposures. It's also fairly clear to us that we're in the final innings of what I would call peak Fed hawkishness. That should really be a great setup for fixed income in 2023, as well for for companies with with foreign currency exposures. Christian, how do you see an allocation to a global multi-asset strategy best positioned in an investor's diversified portfolio, and likewise for an investor that is more income-oriented? I'm very pleased to say that we've achieved what we set out to do so far. We've been very clear from day one, and our messaging and strategy have not changed. Really, the most disappointing thing for us as managers is that the strategy is currently trading at a discount, um, and that's the one thing that unfortunately is outside of our control. This is not unique to TBLD. It's broadly happened in the closed-end market amid you know, certainly very challenging liquidity conditions and, you know, like we talked about, you know, that choppy volatile marketplace. The other side of this coin, though, is that investors are currently able to purchase this portfolio at a notable discount to, to NAV and buy a portfolio with an even larger distribution yield. In recent days, as I look, you know, that distribution is, has been trading between 85 and 9%. So we continue to believe that this is a great place to add exposure for both new and existing investors. We remain very excited about the future for this portfolio and its prospects. Christian, we want to thank you for taking the time to share your thoughts with us today. Thank you. And we want to thank you for tuning in to another CEF Insights podcast. For more educational content, please visit our website at www.sepa.com. This material is not and is not intended as investment advice, an indication of trading intent or holdings, or the prediction of investment performance. All fund-specific information is the latest publicly available information. All other information is current as of the date of this presentation. All options and forward-looking statements are subject to change at any time. Thornburg disclaims any responsibility to update such views and or information. This information is deemed to be from reliable sources. However, Thornburg does not warrant its completeness or accuracy. This presentation is not intended to and does not constitute an offer or solicitation to sell or a solicitation of an offer to buy any security, product, investment advice, or service, nor shall any security, product, investment advice, or service be offered or sold in any jurisdiction in which Thornburg is not licensed to conduct business and or an offer, solicitation, purchase, or sale would be unavailable or unlawful.